This episode of Rule Breaker Investing is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com fool and using promo code fool at checkout. And managing your 401k is hard, Bloom isn't. See what you could be doing to make your 401k better by getting a free analysis at bloom401k.com fool. Now that's bloom with three O's, 401k.com fool. It's the Rule Breaker Investing Podcast with Motley Fool co-founder David Gardner. All right, well, four times a year we've gotten in the habit on this podcast of playing the market cap game show. That's right, it's a game show on this podcast. And I think, Matt Argersinger, it's fair to say we may be the only ones that have turned market cap into a game? As far as I know, I think we're the only one on the planet. Yeah, and this is your fourth time because this is our fourth time doing it. Matt, you are my guest star every time until you get bored or play so badly that we have to pinch hit for you sometime. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. I hope not, though. (laughs) This has been a lot of fun to do together, and I'm really excited to queue you up again with 10 companies we're going to be talking about on this week's podcast, none of which Matt knows ahead of time. He has familiarity with them. He might even have started to take to memorizing some market caps. I don't know. That would be a wily thing to do. and if he has, that's great because I want Matt to be as smart an investor as we can make him here at the Motley Fool. But enough about me or enough about Matt. This is actually about you, whoever you are, because you are playing this game with us. You're kind of competing against Matt. So this is a game show. I'm playing the role of Alex Trebek, the MC and host. Matt is a competitor, and he's facing off against you. So, for each of the 10 companies we'll be talking about this week, as we have in our previous three episodes, all of which are fun to go back and listen to, but for each of these 10 companies, we're going to be asking Matt and you, what is the market capitalization? What is the value? What is the price tag the market puts on this company? And Matt, if you're within 20%, you remember that either way, so let's say the market cap of a company is actually $10 billion. So you would be right if you got from eight to twelve billion right. with that particular company. And that's true of you at home as well. So Matt's gonna play. I'm gonna pause so you can think about it and play too. And a big question that we always have at the end of this podcast every quarter is did you beat Matt? Did you lose to Matt? So hashtag I beat Matt, which is rarely used in my experience. <laughs> Matt tends to get about six out of ten here. Hashtag I lost to Matt, also a good one. The occasionally used Hashtag I tied Matt. All of those on Twitter in the week ahead. It's fun to see how everybody's doing out there. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good. So we've had a big event in Washington D.C. in the last couple of weeks. For the first time since 1991, quick math suggests that something like 27 years, a Washington D.C. major sports team has won the world championship. That's right. Exciting. Washington Caps. That's right. The Washington Capitals. Hockey team, Matt. Are you a hockey fan? I am not a huge hockey fan, but I admit I got I got they pulled the Capitals pulled me in for the playoffs. I watched some of their games, including of course the last few games with the against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So good times. And we're taping this on the afternoon of Tuesday, June twelfth, when the Caps parade is happening here in Washington D.C. Matt, at any point were you caught up in traffic of any strange nature today? No, I you know I take the subway, the metro as we call it in D.C. Uh. to work, so I kind of go against traffic. But I did see a lot 
of Capitals, red Capitals jerseys on the train going into the city this morning. So. Awesome. Well, in celebration of that, we're going to change our format slightly for this episode. We're going to have two intermissions. So we're going to play this game in three periods, just like NHL hockey is played. So we'll do three companies, take an intermission, three more, and then four, paying heed to our world champion with a little bit of DC pride. And before we get started, one other scoring change. This one also very minor, but important. So last time, in fact, the first three episodes, we were struggling for the right sports analogy to use to describe how this game is scored. And what have we typically settled on, Matt? We we, we tend to focus on golf, you know, and, and being a being a par golf striker, which you know didn't didn't seem to work very well. Yeah, it didn't seem to work that well because the problem was in golf, the higher your score goes, the worse you're doing. <laughs> right. And in this game, the higher Matt's score goes, the better he and you at home are doing. And so it didn't entirely make sense. I kind of like the idea that you know getting four out of ten was sort of par. I like that idea that you know that's sort of the standard. Can you do better than that? But it really didn't work. So we kind of wondered aloud if there was a better way out there. And I'm really happy to say we got a great write-in suggestion from Randy on Twitter. In fact, I shared this one or two mailbags ago. Randy is at fixed on sixty-six. On Twitter, he said, "Hey guys, what about just baseball and the batting average?" Love it. I mean, we're both baseball fans, so of course it makes sense. And I have to say, I feel good about batting 600. I mean, you, you know, you, if, I, if I batted 600 in the major leagues, I well, I'd be the greatest player that ever played the game. <laughs> you, you would so. be by by almost two x. And <laughs> right. so, yeah, we we we're definitely baseball fans in this podcast. So, and it does make a lot of sense. So, Randy, thank you for that suggestion. For now on, starting with this episode and all going forward. This will be a batting average thing. So it's just the percentage of the 10 that you got right. So Matt has typically been averaging about 606 out of 10 in the past. We'll see if he can keep it up or even up his game this particular episode. We'll see. But who, who cares about Matt or me, right? We care about you and how you're doing. So score right along with us. And without further ado, I think we should get started. Let's do it. All right, now I'm about to go with company number one. And Matt, in fact, I'm going to put out there what the company is so you can be thinking about it a little bit, but I'm also going to ask you to be juggling things in your head because right as I mentioned the company name, I'm going to want you briefly to explain market cap so that our many new listeners since last time when we taped in early March, here we are three months later, many people may not know what market cap is, and I want to make sure everybody understands the game. So, first of all, company number one, Matt, have you been to Minnesota before? I have, very briefly. Uh, do you have any recollections of your time in Minnesota? Were you just passing through the airport? Well, no, I, a kid? I, had a, I had a girlfriend in college who was going to McAllister? Is that the school yeah, out there? Yeah, that's definitely a small, I think, private school in Minnesota. And I visited her during winter break, which was which was brutal. Uh, I mean, but it was it was great to be out there for roughly a week and just kind of experience the city. Now, I obviously don't want to pry here or touch sensitive ground, but... Um, did, it sounds like that relationship ended up not working. It out. didn't work out, but it was it was a great year. Are, I you, guess. are you comfortable mentioning who dropped whom? <laughs> was it mutual? I think it was one of those things where we we both finished college and kind of went our naturally separate ways, and there was no animosity or anything like that. It wasn't that you were unwilling to return to the fair state of Minnesota, was no, it? No, 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 no. Minnesota so had I, nothing to do with the end of not. this relationship. In fact, I would love to go back to Minnesota. All right, good. Well, we're going to go back to Minnesota very briefly because. Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, which is a very prominent company. We'll do a little bit of its history in a sec, but 3M is company number one this week. But before we go there, Matt, 
What's what's market cap? Sure, David. Well, you kind of said at the beginning of the podcast, it's it's a way of sizing up and valuing a company. And so, market cap is very simply the price of the stock times the shares outstanding. So, if you have a one hundred dollar share price stock and it has ten million shares outstanding, then it's a one billion dollar company. So, just some simple math, and that's a way of sizing up a company, make comparing companies. So, if a company is you know a hundred billion dollar company versus a one billion dollar company, you're saying, oh well, that's obviously the hundred billion dollar company is Probably a lot bigger. Probably has a lot more revenue, a lot more employees, etc. Yeah, and you know the reason I think market cap is always worth thinking about is that it does give you, as Matt mentioned, that sort of relative sizing of one company versus another. And I think it's fair to say that the larger a market cap gets, probably the less likely you are to see that multiply greatly in future. Right. In fact, I was reading an article on our site this week by my friend Brian Feroldi talking about how he was going to sell his Apple. And anytime we write about a stock at Fool.com, we ourselves have to wait a few days before we could take any action trading it. So he said, I have to publish this article first, but after a few days, requisite, I will be selling all of my Apple. And the first reason he, he highlighted, and by the way, I'm holding on to my Apple, Brian, but the first reason he highlighted was the mega cap multiplier obstacle. Now, this is a rather unwieldy phrase that I did develop some years ago. And it's a way of saying that when you have a mega cap company, a company that's really big, there's sort of an obstacle to it multiplying, and that would just be its own size. That's correct. And you know, you mentioned Apple, which I think is within a few percentage points of $1 trillion market cap. So, I'm not surprised that Brian is sort of Using that as a reason, maybe to lighten his position. That Apple. was one of his reasons. It's a good article. Ten, 10 reasons he's going to sell Apple. I think it's worth reading, even if, like me, you're going to hold on to your Apple. All right. So thank you for that definition. Sorry, I think I, I feel like I disturbed the flow of the game show this week by putting out the first company name and then breaking away from it to discuss what we're actually doing. But that's what happens when you don't have Alex Trebek, when you don't have high-priced <laughs> talent, when you have a couple of noobs, or specifically one, who sits down in front of a microphone and attempts to be a game show host with no justification for doing so. But I certainly appreciate it, because it gave me more time to think, and I'm pretty sure I'm still going to get the answer wrong. So. Oh, well, we'll see about that, Matt. So, so 3M, uh, you know, a great company. It's funny, when I, when I go to their website and I tap in, and I'm, I'm, it says, uh, uh, list consumer products from our company. And, you know, you, you click the button, and it lists 25 products that we would recognize. Uh, sometimes you didn't realize that, that comes from 3M. And then you get to the bottom of that 25, and it says, OK, that was one of 25. Click next for... Numbers 26 to 2,246. Oh goodness. And you could page through for maybe hours, just looking through all that 3M sells. Before we ask you and Matt what the market cap is, I want to briefly share just a little of the history of this company, just because I love company histories. I always feel it's so underexplored, and not many people know. So, this is sort of fun. I didn't know this. This is coming, as always, from Wikipedia. So, 3M... Um, are we doing up? Sorry, I got scrolled it. So, 3M was actually founded by five businessmen in the year 1902 in Two Harbors, Minnesota. Uh, it was originally a mining venture. That's the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, which is now these days abbreviated to 3M. But the mining part isn't a big part of this business anymore. But that's how it started. Originally a mining venture. The goal was to mine corundum, but this failed because the mine's mineral holdings were a northosite, which I don't even know what that is, but it's A-N-O-R-T-H, like North A, North O site. A northosite, which had no commercial value. So, they've got the mine, they're in Minnesota, they start digging, and they think they're going to find corundum, and they find a northosite. And so, no commercial value. The co-founder, one of the co-founders, John Dwan, basically sells, sells off, 
A couple other guys take over the company three years later in 1905. They move it to Duluth. They begin researching and producing sandpaper. I won't go through it. You can read more on Wikipedia. The rest is history. But you know, I love hearing how companies start. All of that, a long preamble. Matt Argusinger and my RBI podcast listeners at home, within 20% either way, what is the market cap of 3M Corp., which is MMM? On the New York Stock Exchange. Yes, and it's it's one of the I believe it's one of the, the big Dow blue chips, and so I, I know it's a big company. I just don't know how big, um, but I am going to guess the number seventy five billion. Oh, I mean, you were right. You were right about almost everything you said. It is a Dow component. It is a big company. We've established it was been around since nineteen oh two. So they had a chance to get a little bit bigger. In the meantime, it sounds like than you thought that they were, Matt. Now that was not a bad guess, and. We're all guessing, right? So I'm sorry that Matt's starting off 0 for 1. That's how it started last time. Oh, yeah. You got hot after that. But, but uh, yeah, 3M, the market cap today is $122 billion. Oh, much bigger. And so those playing at home, if you guessed anywhere from $98 billion to $146 billion, you are in that 20% band. Matt, do you think you'll ever go back to Minnesota? I'd like to. I'd I like sure to. hope you will. There are a lot of. I know there are a lot of companies in our supernova universe that are kind of based out of Minnesota. Yeah, there's a lot of. 3M, there's but. a lot of um, biotech um, and some computer companies. Um, early on, we used to, we once visited the Cray Corporation, which was one of the early supercomputer companies. Seymour Cray was one of the uh, pioneers of supercomputing. And so, if you look up Cray computers, they were the supercomputers like back in the '80s when computers were a lot bigger than they are today and probably slower, but they were super back then. Anyway, that was a Minneapolis company I once visited. Our, our dad used to take us occasionally, like on trips, we just drop by corporate headquarters and talk to an investor relations person. And that was one of the times I did that. It wasn't like I did it dozens of times. We did it maybe five or six times. But I'll always remember Cray Computer. All right, so Matt, nice try. Oh for one. Let's go now to company number two. So I'll call this one from 3M to E3. So Matt, yeah. you and I had the pleasure of spending some time together on a couple of years of trips out to the big video game conference, the big trade show that still happens in Los Angeles, California, E3. That's right. Um, have you been paying any attention this week? I certainly have. I've, I've been watching a lot of the videos coming out of, uh, of E3. It's, a, it's an exciting event every year where some of the biggest upcoming video games of the holiday season are kind of previewed. Uh, and certainly, it's exciting. Absolutely. Did any particular game catch your eye so far in the last few days of Revelations? Well, I, I'm, I'm paying, I pay a lot, a lot of attention to Bethesda Softworks, which is a it's actually a private company, but they make some of the biggest games out there: Fallout, Elder Scrolls, uh, and uh, they've had some they've had some nice trailers for the, a new Fallout game that's going to be coming out, which I'm pretty excited. Yep. About. And there's also going to be a new Skyrim, an Elder Scrolls Six or something. And then I saw their new IP, their first new intellectual property. In the last 25 years, because they've right. mainly been making sequels, and that's something called Starfield, which looks like outer space Star Trekky kind of a thing, and I love th- those are all great games. Yeah, very intriguing. And I, I'll just mention the the Spider-Man game too, which if any listeners out there m- might be familiar with, say Batman: Arkham Asylum, it's kind of that that big world superhero swinging around buildings type of game. So that's that's one I'm kind of paying attention to too. Absolutely. So you and I both enjoy video games and video game stocks. That's right. Do you own any Activision Blizzard? I do. Good. So I better get this. <laughs> <laughs> so Activision Blizzard is a stock that I own as well. It's a great stock, by the way, for kids' accounts, too. I mean, a lot of kids, well, some grown ups, too, it turns out, like video games. And so a wonderful way to connect kids into the stock market is 
saying, hey, did you realize that Call of Duty or Hearthstone or whatever you're playing, that you could actually own some stock in the company that does that? And so, if the stock does well, the games you could almost view as maybe free, like your next Call of Duty, if you've made more than $49 in your stock, son or daughter, in a way, we've kind of already paid for that. You can pay yourself when you own stock in companies that you buy from. So, um, Activision Blizzard is, in fact, company number two. These are always alphabetical, by the way. So, 3M to Activision Blizzard. Uh, first bought this stock, recommended this one, and Stock Advisor, it was August of 2002. The price per share back then was $3.16, looking backwards, split adjusted. Today, the stock's at 75, so it's been a pretty awesome investment. But here's one of my proudest moments in Stock Advisor history. Six months later, in February 2003, the stock had declined about 40% in value. It was a tough late 2002 for Activision Blizzard. Stock had dropped from $3.16 to $1.62, re-recommended it. So, that up to 75 looks really sweet. I know a lot of Stock Advisor members are listening right now. A lot of us own and have owned Activision Blizzard. It's been a wonderful outperformer, almost by any measure. One, three, five, fifteen-year period. Matt Argusinger and all of my fellow fools at home, what is the market cap of ATVI on the NASDAQ, Activision Blizzard? If I don't get this, because this was actually one of the first stocks I bought when I joined the Fool. It was early 2008, joined the Stock Advisor team. This was one of my first stocks. That is awesome. I'm going to say $65 billion on the market cap. All right. Yep. In fact, it's $58 billion, So Ooh, A little high. A little, not, high. a little high, but I mean, we're not picking nits here at all. That was very tight. And the, the band of success for everyone playing at home was anywhere from 46 to $70 billion. If you were anywhere within that band, you nailed it. Give yourself a plus one. You're on base to stick with our baseball analogy, even though we're playing a hockey intermissions framework this time. <laughs> uh, you're on base. And uh, Matt, you're batting 500 right now. One of two to start. Hey. Let's go to company number three. This one's pretty easy. Matt, have you ever been tasered? <laughs> Fortunately, I've not been tasered. <laughs> um, do you remember feeling pain somewhat akin to what you might imagine tasering felt like at any point in your life that you'd like to share here on this podcast? Sure. I was actually electrocuted once, um, so I imagine that's probably close. That sounds worse. It was. Well, I don't know if it was worse, but I remember um, I remember it happening. I blacked out for about 10 seconds, oh my uh, but I was, and I was lucky in the sense that I wasn't attached to anything. I was able to fall away, um, but the uh, the and the feeling afterward was for hours was I it was almost when you have vertigo that feeling right yeah, I kind of felt that for several hours. Was your hair singed or anything, or did you smell a burnt smell for two hours? No, or? no, it no? was it, it was kind of my hands. I had some uh, you know my I had some redness, but it wasn't like a no burning of any kind. May I ask so, how you did electrocute sure. yourself? So, we were doing uh, at one of our house renovations, and it was silly on my part. The Electrician had been there during the day, had done some electrical work. He left the box a little bit open, uh, and when you're doing electrical work, you take sort of the frame off the box, and that's when all the electrical nodes are exposed, and that's when you want to stay clear okay. from the electrical box. But I was sweeping up, and I, I happened to see some debris on top of the electrical box, and I went to wipe it off stupidly with my hand, and there, Zap. zoom, like the, wow. the sound and the, a little bit of a light, and... That's all I can remember. <laughs> so you you definitely have been basically tasered. It sounds like maybe worse. I, I I definitely as a little kid had a habit of for some silly reason pushing my hand or finger into a plug outlet on the uh. wall and just getting zinged. Maybe we've all had that experience once or twice. It's not like I liked it. I certainly wasn't addicted to doing so, but I 
think I did it probably five or six times. It's probably stunted my growth and damaged me in all kinds of ways uh, years and years later. But uh, yeah, so that's maybe the closest I've ever come to being tasered. Well, Taser is, of course, a company, well, it's been public for more than a decade. Uh, it ha- goes by a different name today. So we're sticking with the letter A here as we hit Axon Enterprise. Now, Axon Enterprise is a company that owns Taser. It's the Taser founders are still running the company, the Smith family. But these days, they're better known for their police body cameras. And this is a stock I've talked about a number of times on this podcast. It's a recent re recommendation in Motley Fool Rule Breakers. It's basically been rocking it. And one of the funny things to me about Axon Enterprise is a lot of people have heard the word Taser or know kind of what a Taser is. And, and I always felt like more of the world knew that than really knew about this company or the stock. I always felt like it had kind of an outsized impact and brand name, but it was a smaller company than you might have thought. Of course, the company's gotten bigger since the stock's done very well, and they did add the police body cameras Axon business and Evidence.com, which is the clouded video vault that police departments, when they take all this footage with the police body cameras, they store it uh, all that video footage is stored up in the cloud at evidence.com, and police departments subscribe to Axon Enterprise for access to that, a good business model. Uh, so, it's a really interesting company, and I'm glad we're having a chance to ask you, whoever you are at home, and you, Matt Argusinger, what is the market cap, within 20% either way, of Axon Enterprise, ticker symbol AAXN? Still small, but I know they've, been, they've had a heck of a run. I, I'm going to say Axon Enterprise is... A three billion dollar company. You you came very close to missing. You were right on the edge there, Matt, because that's a great guess. But the math of it is when a company like Axon, which has a market cap of three point eight billion dollars, when you only have twenty percent either way, you need to be from three billion to four point six billion. So at three point oh, you nailed it right at the minimum. Ooh. And um, is this a stock that you've ever taken a look at? We've took a look at it in in our Odyssey One mission in Supernova because um, Aaron has pitched it a few times, and I'm sad to say that we, for whatever reason, didn't have consensus on it, so we didn't end up adding it to the portfolio. And I certainly wish we had because I feel like he pitched it a while ago. Right now, you use the phrase "we didn't," but you could say "we have not yet." Well, that's true, and right? I think that that yes. is the, 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 the right way to say. The mind it. is open to it. Correct. All right, good. I mean, I I think it's a great company. I definitely favorite. Um, it, it, uh, the, the Smith family have been owners that I would say are above average, but um, they've been a little controversial at different points over the years, and um, it's, it's, a, it's a more tightly held company. But I have to say, take it all in all, they've done a great job, and their technology is really helpful for the world. And I especially think police body cameras make a ton of sense in this day and age, so I wish we continue to wish them the best. Did I just hear the horn go off? Is that the end of the first period? Yep, that's right. First period is over. It's intermission. This episode of Rule Breaker Investing is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Casper's breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. Bunch of fools of Casper mattresses and love them. Considering we spend one third of our lives on a mattress, at least we're supposed to. It's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing, isn't it? And that's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. 
Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash fool and using promo code fool, F-O-O-L, at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash fool and using promo code fool at checkout. So let's get back to it. Company number four. Now, Matt, one of the things that you may or may not know is that I kind of keep stats on you in this game. Like, I've retained, I have a memory of what you've done in the past. And so I think it makes sense for our fans and our fellow players at home to maybe occasionally bring back a stock that Matt horrendously misguessed. (laughs) Like, he was off by like 2x. It doesn't happen very often. It happened a couple times ago with FedEx. That's right. And then last time, last episode, I asked you, and you had FedEx right because you learned from your mistake. So, this is from our very first episode together. We did this company, and you missed it by more than 2x. And, um, Matt, have you have you been to Etsy.com recently? Oh, just like clicking oh no. in and maybe just, you know, supporting um, some handicrafts anywhere from around the world. Somebody who's doing something really beautiful and sharing it with. I've been, ex- like you I've been exposed to it because my wife is is I wouldn't say regular, but you know, semi frequent Etsy shopper. So I, uh, I I see the goods. Awesome. So we the very first market cap game show ever was August 9th of two thousand seventeen. So in the meantime, here we are, almost a year later. And uh, did, has Etsy entered your life since August of two thousand seventeen? Is there maybe something under the Christmas tree for you, or do you, is this part of? How you guys roll, or you know, I think I think my wife probably gets things on Etsy, but I don't know where they come from. They kind of just show up. So I, I probably have you know had some exposure to Etsy goods. I just don't. I'm not aware of it. Awesome. So I think a lot of us are familiar with Etsy, and if you're not, I would suggest that you go to Etsy E T S Y dot com and check out their wares and buy something because darn it, you'll be helping support this business, which is a stock recommendation of ours, and we love it when people support the businesses of stocks that we may own and recommend. So, Etsy has been an excellent performer for Rule Breakers. It started off kind of a sleepy stock. I think it went sideways, maybe dropped some. It wasn't looking very exciting. First picked November 23, 2016. So, a year and a half later, really happy to say it's more than doubled. This has been a very strong stock to own. And since we last played with this one together, Matt, I think it's gone up some, which might help you with your guess. Trying to help you out a little bit. I know our listeners at home are clearly going to get this, but Matt, you had such a problem with this last time that I'm trying to help you out just a little bit. Everybody playing at home and Matt Argusinger, what within 20% either way is the market cap of Etsy, E-T-S-Y, on the NASDAQ? So, if my memory serves me, I think I went way over that first time. So, I got to go lower, but I know it's gone up. I'm going to say Etsy, $2 billion market cap. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm going to have to keep bringing this back every few months, and not too often because you'll clearly get it at that point. But, Matt, it's interesting. You, you did a good job analyzing what had happened in the past because when we played this game together with Etsy on August 9th of 2017, you said it was at $5 billion. And in fact, Etsy's market cap at the time was $1.6 billion. So that's why I said you missed it by about a 3x. Of course, with smaller numbers, these multiples aren't quite as meaningful. But, you know, you thought it was three times the size it was. So, I was saying at the time, maybe you should buy the stock, Matt, because when you think something's that big and it's much smaller, you can imagine it getting to that size because you were thinking of it that way in the first place. So, the good news is, Etsy's market cap, since it was $1.6 billion in August of last year, today is at $4.0 billion. So, those playing at home, if you set anywhere from 3.2 billion to 4.8 billion, 
Give yourself a check mark. You just got on base. Your batting average went up. For this one, Matt's went down. Matt, you're being shut out by Etsy in this game. I can't believe it. But you know, I and you're absolutely right. I should have bought. I should have bought <laughs> Etsy. Or I should at least brought it to our Odyssey One team. Well, indeed. But here's the beautiful thing about investing, and you know it as well as anybody. You still can. These are Definitely. companies that I think are going to be around, I hope, for decades. Uh, Etsy's in a really nice position, kind of a hard company to compete with in some ways because it has that community of, of makers uh, worldwide that are selling and people who really appreciate the website. And so there's a really nice confluence of buyers and sellers there. And in some ways, it's Amazon proof because, uh, you know, Amazon could go with, I'm sure it's tried, Amazon handicrafts or something like that. But Etsy kind of has that brand identity, and so it makes it a little hard. Plus, it's a smaller place to play, and Amazon needs big bets these days. So I, I like Etsy, continue to like it from now going forward. Yeah, there's something about kind of the low volume customized product that I don't think Amazon is just, it's just not big enough for them to touch. All right, company number five. Looking back over our first four, they've all been pretty good stock picks of ours, uh, companies that a lot of fools own and have done well with. This this is one of my very worst picks, I'm sorry to say. Maybe a little bit of a hint, because it's probably not that good a number or big a number these days. But, Matt, do you, you ever ever worn a Fitbit? I have worn a Fitbit. As part of a, we did a competition here at the Motley Fool a couple years ago where we were kind of tracking steps. And so I, I had a Fitbit with me. Now, wait, did, did, you, did we purchase that for you and give it to you, or did you just buy your own? No, we, it, was, it was a group here at the Fool that purchased it for me. So I was, I was lucky there. Wow. Yeah. We, we like. Buy free stuff, like I, Fitbits for people. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not very often, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, that's what happens when you're a small company. I will say though that part of the the hope for Fitbit was that corporate enterprise solutions, big companies might in fact buy a whole bunch and give them out to their employees with the expectation or hope that that would make them fitter, which would help for things like health insurance and all kinds of things like we want good employees around a long time be healthy. Um, and that's happened some, but not nearly enough to please Wall Street or really to have Fitbit be a growth company. And really, the Apple Watch, I think, has, been, has, has put a big dent in Fitbit. That's right. Matt, before I ask you about the market cap of Fitbit, do you have a regular exercise regimen? You're in very good shape. How do you stay in shape? Well, I it's, it's it, I changed it up. So I, I had a bit of a, a back neck problem a couple of years ago. I had to get surgery, and so and the the advice going out of that was I hadn't done enough weightlifting. I had I hadn't done a lot of you know resistance work, and so I the past year really I've focused more on weightlifting, less on some of the more running cardio things I was doing in the past. And I see that you don't have a Fitbit. I don't think I see a Fitbit on your wrist. I don't have a you Fitbit don't really need that for your resistance training, do you? It's That's not right. quite no. as helpful. Okay. Okay, Rule Breaker Investor Podcast listeners and players, and Matt Argusinger, the market cap, 20% either way, of Fitbit. That's F-I-T is the ticker. This is going to be tough, because I think it's pretty small. Uh, so, the band's going to be going to be tight. I'm going to say $800 million market cap. Oh. Tough one. I mean, this was hard. I, I certainly wouldn't have got, gotten it myself. It's a larger company than we would think. Today, it is $1.9 billion. Oh, okay. Now, the stock has actually perked up pretty nicely in the last few months. Whether or not it should have, call it a dead cat bounce, if you will. But it's, uh, yeah, $1.9. So, everyone playing at home, if you're within $1.5 billion to $2.3 billion, you got on base with this one. Matt, you are batting 400 right now, which is par, you know. To mix metaphors and throw in some hockey too, <laughs> That's right. and uh, so not bad. But you're probably going to want to up your game here as we hit the not the second half because we're in the second period right now. I'm getting confused myself. Let's go to company number six. All right, well let's stay fit. 
Let's let's stay within the exercise world, but let's think rather than about wearables, let's think about the clothing that we're wearing and and especially if you're a guy, it may be hard to relate to this brand's clothing as much as you might have thought until you discover that Lululemon Athletica these days is actually breaking into the men's market and I know some fools around HQ guys that have some Lulu wear. Now, of course, the yoga pants have always been very popular, especially among women. This is a company that really built its brand on yoga and really the female market. It's a company that was a raging winner for some years there, then hit some questionable management decisions and some sticking with ice, some thin ice, <laughs> and uh, and underperformed. But in the last year or so, Lululemon has really perked up, I think. In fact, why well, I think when I can Google it, yep. Lululemon, ticker symbol LULU, is at all-time highs. Stock trading around 124 today. I don't think that's a spoiler, Matt, because I doubt you know the shares outstanding of Lululemon. But the stock was below 60 in the last 52 weeks. So this stock has more than doubled in the past year and is indeed at all-time highs. So my fellow Rule Breakers and Matt Argusinger, what is the market cap of Lululemon Athletica? Hmm, I'm going to say $12 billion. Oh no. No. Ouch. Maybe I've made the game too hard. <laughs> what what really hurt about that one is you were so close. That's oh. why cuz I'm I'm definitely pulling for you. I mean, I need to root against you a little bit and make the game tough. But Lululemon is at 16 billion dollars today. So the yeah, band of accuracy was 13 to 19 billion. Oh. You said 12. So unfortunately, we need to give you a red X. And Rick, could you just play that buzzer just one more time? So let let that settle in, Matt, and maybe it motivates you. Double emphasis. Oh, wait, I hear another sound. That's the end of the period. It's time for our second intermission before we go to our final four. Well, it's time to get your retirement on track, isn't it? Do you need to fix your 401k? Great, because Bloom is there to do it with you. That's Bloom with three O's. Does that sound tough, spelling the word Bloom with three O's. Well, if that's true, that's the hardest thing about Bloom because everything else looks pretty easy to me. In fact, it only takes five minutes. Go online to Bloom with three O's 401k.com slash fool and just simply connect your existing 401k in a few easy steps. Then sit back and relax while Bloom performs an unbiased analysis of the funds in your account, chooses the best mix to meet your goals while minimizing hidden investment fees. Getting your investments right doesn't have to be hard, painful, or time-consuming. And a lot of people could use a little bit more help thinking about their 401k plans. After all, we're really relying on those things rolled up over the decades to help us retire. Well, anyway, Bloom researches, invests, manages, monitors, and grows your 401k while you can relax. Bloom's pricing is $10 a month regardless of account size. With Bloom's free analysis, you can see the impact they can make on your 401k before you even pay. That's right, Bloom is that simple. In fact, the hardest thing we've often said here around the fool, the hardest thing is just remembering there are three O's in Bloom. Go to Bloom with three O's, 401k, bloom401k.com slash fool, enter promo code fool for your first month free and see the difference Bloom could make in your retirement. All right, Matt. 
I'm looking over the numbers right now. You're batting 333. Now that that's still a pretty awesome baseball batting average. We would say it's below par from our earlier parlance, and I know you're going to up your game from here. But if you don't, there will be an all-time record of people saying I beat Matt, and that'd, that'd be great. That's that what, would that's be what great. Needs to we're, we're, we're cheering our all of our <laughs> listeners on, as we always do on this podcast. Okay. Company number seven. Now, I love this company. I love this stock. I've never used its service. Perhaps, I hope for understandable reasons, Matt, perhaps you as well, because the Match.coms of the world, the Tinders, these are experiences that I see three married men in this studio. Rick Engdahl, our producer. I'm assuming we're not out there on Tinder. I hear about swipe left, swipe swipe right. I see people make jokes or in popular media, social media, or TV shows. I think I kind of understand, but I've never actually used the Tinder application. That said, I have recommended Match.com stock, and I am absolutely delighted. In fact, I'm noting, first recommended April of 2016, so just about two years ago. Stock back then was at 11. Today, it's at 43. This has been an awesome investment. And what I particularly like about Match.com owning Tinder, owning about 30 or 40 dating uh, meet people sites, is that they're the clear out-and-out leader. I mean, what I kind of love here is that I can't really see the Pepsi to this company's Coke. It's the Pepsi test that I've talked about on this show before. When you have such a dominant leader that it's hard to visualize who they're competing against, um, some people would say Facebook, because Facebook's been trying to go this direction, and it hurt this stock a couple months ago, but the stock has snapped back since then. Anyway, I really like Match Group. Matt, have you ever used Match.com? I have not. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> All right. I don't even know which way you're supposed to swipe. Is it left? Good, I don't. Right, I don't good. know. <laughs> I honestly, sadly, don't know. It, it probably sounds like the guys who are running this podcast are just out of touch with what's happening in the world. But in some ways, I think we should be. I hope so. All right. So, all my dear players at home and Matt Argusinger, what is the market cap of Match Group within twenty percent? Matt, I see you. Your eyes are closed. You're shaking your head back and forth. You have sort of a sour smile, like you're going have, for it, but you're not highly confident. I, I have no confidence in this. But for some reason, I want to say eight billion. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> crushing, crushing. <laughs> Again, pretty close. Because oh. this is kind of like a, a small to mid-cap company these days, depending on what yardsticks we're using. But Match Group is $12 billion. Uh. So, players at home, if you picked anywhere from 10 to 14, Matt picked 8 close, but no cigar. Yep, Match Group has outperformed 8. It's now 12, right? This is a company that's been multiplying and I think is in a great position to continue to profit and prosper, doing an important thing in this world that certainly brings a lot of people together. We often hear that meeting one's spouse online is among the top five ways to meet these days, and uh, that was certainly not true probably back in our day, Matt. I know you're significantly younger than I am, but I still don't think that many people are getting married off, off of websites. Certainly not. Certainly not. All right. Company number eight. Now, Matt, I kind of feel like this is a softball for oh, me. No. And, and, and if it is, <laughs> it's well-timed. Because I think you definitely need a little help this, I could use one. Th- this particular month. So, this is a company I'm pretty sure you have in your Odyssey portfolio. You might have it in your personal portfolio, not looking right now, but the ticker symbol is M E L I as we continue down the A to Z alphabetical approach that this game show takes. And the company is Mercado Libre. And this is the dominant e commerce player overspanning Latin America and even some Spanish speaking. People's outside of just Latin America itself. It's a company that has a brilliant leader in Marcos Galperin. In fact, he was 
I think he was at maybe Stanford Business School. He was going to business school here in the U.S., but returning to South America and starting Mercado Libre upon graduation. I think he was one of those people, entrepreneurs, who was like creating the website while he was still in B school. This is some time ago now, but Mercado Libre has become a real leader and a great stock in a lot of rule breaker portfolios. Matt Argusinger, players at home, what is the market cap within 20% of Mercado Libre? Okay, I feel good about this. I'm going to say $13 billion. Perfectly nailed it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Yes. Now, for those who aren't quite as knowledgeable about this company or as awesome as Matt, if you guessed anywhere from 10 to 16 billion, you were within our 20% band. Give yourself a big green check mark. You know, as much as you you and I might like this company, Matt, do you own it in your own personal portfolio? I do, I do. Yeah. Have you ever ever actually used the website in any way, shape, or form? I never have. I've been to the website. Well, what's interesting is that you um, if you ever May, listeners might not know this, but it was owned by eBay at one point, and then eBay owned a partial stake in it. But for a long time, if you did eBay Latin America, it would it would send you right to Mercado Libre. Mm. Uh, and so, uh, you know, so I kind of looked at that for many years, comparing it to eBay and just seeing if there were changes and differences. But uh, uh, but no, personally, I've been to the website, but of course, I've not ordered anything from it. So Matt, this is one of the companies. Probably, it's fair to say you know better than some others on this list. Give us a give us a thought or two about Mercado Libre. Sure. Well, Mercado Libre, just because of where it operates in countries like Brazil, Argentina, and and Venezuela is probably the poster child. But we're talking some fairly volatile economies. Yeah, some horrifically bad economies. Right, and some very volatile currencies. And what's remarkable about Mercado Libre is that the business itself, even though the revenue's been volatile because they they report the revenue in dollars and you know they're collecting revenue in mm-hmm. you know Mexican. Pesos, Argentine pesos, Brazilian reals. Uh, they, there. If you look at some of the non-currency metrics like items sold or uh, payment transactions or you know things like that, all the volume metrics, they're it, it's growing by forty to fifty percent per year. So the business itself is doing well. It just happens to be operating in a part of the part of the world that you know is is fairly volatile. Yep, and you know when we first recommended in Rule Breakers, which was February of 2009, since we recommended in 2012, 2014, and 2017, but that's been true of that area of the world all the way through that nine-year period. Really happy to say it's up 21 times in value for those who had the vision and confidence to buy along with us in Rule Breakers in February 2009, and just as importantly, who've managed to hold all the way through a lot of volatility, some bad earnings reports, some big drops in MELI over the years, but Melly. Mercado Libre has been a real true blue rule breaker, often a starter stock for that service. Matt, I'm glad to know you've got it in your portfolio. Pretty awesome. And yep, you were pretty awesome. You nailed the market cap right on. All right, two more. Let's see if you can up it. Th- am I right? Are you are you th- are you three for eight? I think I'm three for yeah, eight. Three seventy five. All right. I have a chance to get to five hundred, which, which do. is a great small now, chance. I always come up with this list ahead of time. I never share it with you. I don't know what the story arc of the show is going to be, but at this point, I almost feel bad for including the next one <laughs> because the next one. I went back into our annals. I found another one that you blew pretty badly some time ago. The question will be again. Will Matt have learned from that mistake? Now, he has learned from his mistakes before. He corrected FedEx in subsequent to an initial episode uh, recently. He had a tough time today with Etsy, but that was kind of a hard one, smaller number. So, we'll see how you do with NASDAQ. NASDAQ is company number nine. Now, a lot of people, of course, know about NASDAQ, and some of the companies we talked about, like Etsy, are on the NASDAQ. But Fewer people may realize that NASDAQ is itself a public company. You can own shares in the company that has all the NASDAQ stocks. And these days, NASDAQ as a company not only has a female CEO, Adina Friedman, who is a very talented and 
a new hand mostly at that company and very promising. It's been a good start for her. But this is a company that takes its NASDAQ market technology and really licenses it to many other smaller stock markets around the world. So that's a significant, it's like a service business, a significant part of their business. In addition, of course, to getting paid for listings of IPOs, et cetera. Lots of ways, the data, all that NASDAQ data, they make money lots of different ways. Matt, players at home, what is the market cap? The ticker symbol is NDAQ of NASDAQ. I think this is a situation where I went way over again. Uh, and so I, I want to I aim low, but maybe not too low. I'm going to say for NASDAQ, $20 billion. Oh, the thumb is down. You know, part of this game is it's a numbers game. And so I have to be a stickler, <laughs> you know, just like Mrs. Swanson was in your fifth grade algebra. Oh, oh, yeah. You were taking algebra in fifth grade, Matt? That's awesome. No, no, I <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I mean, we gotta we gotta stick by the numbers. So NASDAQ's market cap is sixteen billion. Oh. And so if you were from thirteen to nineteen, oh, just, just you said twenty. Oh. Uh, give yourself a gold star this time if you got that. Matt missed it, so Matt, you're three for nine right now, and uh, you're definitely going to still finish above the Mendoza line for baseball fans out there, no matter what <laughs> happens on the next one. But I kind of feel bad that I decided to make the ninth one one that you'd had trouble with before, and I'm going to predict that in any future market cap game shows, you nail Etsy and Nasdaq. Every single time. I think from I'm, here on. I'm writing them down. <laughs> That's going to be my homework every day, every day for the next three months. Just there in we case go. I, I don't. You don't strike me as somebody who's tattoo clad as a person, Matt. But maybe I'll see a little ETSY <laughs> tattoo or something on you. Every morning I'll wake up. I'll just check the market cap. Just, yeah. <laughs> maybe buy a stock. Then you'll really start caring, like Mercado Libre. Yes, Why not? Yes. And Nasdaq too has been a good performer. Anyway, all right. That brings us to the tenth and final company of this market cap game show episode dated. June 13th, 2018. And Matt, this one was the biggest mover in the supernova universe today. So if you're paying attention, which we don't always day to day at the market here at The Motley Fool, a company once known as Restoration Hardware, whose ticker symbol is now its company name, RH, because the founder decided to just take it from Restoration Hardware down to RH. So, RH is technically the company name as well. And this is a company up about 33% or so today. And before I'm going to stall and let you think about it a little bit, because before I ask you what the market cap of RH is, the former Restoration Hardware, these days upscale furniture, Typically, what they're doing is they're finding like an old train station in a big American city. I'll just make this up. This is not true, but Chicago. And they'll buy that and then they'll just outfit it with all of their wares and create a gorgeous retail space that looks really expensive. And as a shareholder, you're kind of hoping a lot of foot traffic's going through those places because it's expensive to do. It's a stock that's been very volatile. It, it lost more than half of its value in the first couple of years that we owned it. But then the CEO took a big risk. He decided to borrow a huge amount of money and buy back about half of of the shares of the company in one of the most radical financial engineering moves I can think in recent memory. And ever since he did that, when the company's earnings improved and the business came back, earnings per share numbers, when there's only half as many shares, started to go off the charts. And these days, with this 33% move today or so, RH is now a positive performer for us and just about dead even with the market. So, really a interesting company to follow. Um, many listeners may have some experience with restoration hardware in the past. Matt and everybody playing at home, what is the market cap of RH? I'm going to say $3 billion, David. Yes! 
Oh, right. <laughs> you know, we, we have said in the past when we used to use a golf metaphor that par was four, and Matt, batting 400 is how you finished hey, out this I'm a, particular I'm a Hall of Famer if I'm I batting 400. I know you felt a lot of pressure on that last time. I mean, that's not an easy call to make at all. And, you know, Restoration Hardware, RH, is one of those companies that's been around for a few decades. A lot of people recognize the brand name. And so, you know, for it to be worth about $3.5 billion today, it's $3.4 billion. So, anybody who said from 2.7 to 4.1, Give yourself a green check mark and a gold star to finish because you got it right. And so, this is an interesting company where I would say a lot of people know the brand name or know of it, uh, but not, may not realize that it's a public company and might be surprised that it's smaller than you might have thought it was given how long this company has been around. Okay, Matt, we're at the end of our time together. Any final thoughts here on this episode of the Market Cap Game Show. Other than studying Nasdaq and Etsy and buying them most likely for my, my uh, personal account. No, that's, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks once again to my good friend and fun playmate, Matt Argusinger, who always brings his best to this show, and he's always done at least average, often better. This time, Matt, not the best month for you, but I think you've you've already made some commitments, and I think the reality of it is that the Matt Argusinger who walked in the studio is inferior to the Matt Argusinger who's sitting in front of me right now who'll be walking out of the studio with a much improved life going forward. That's right, that's I'm, right. And, and motivated by, I know, the, the hashtag I beat Matt's that I'm going to be seeing over the next week. So Indeed. <laughs> so, remember, dear listeners, Hashtag I beat Matt. I lost to Matt. I tied Matt. We'll see you on Twitter. I should also just mention that if you haven't already, I hope you'll subscribe to Rule Breaker Investing on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, wherever you find us. You can follow us on Twitter at, at RBI Podcast. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter if you like. I'm at David G. Fool. And Matt, who are you on Twitter? At M. Argersinger. It's my first initial and my last name. Indeed. And finally, we all hope, together with my talented producer, Rick Engdahl, who makes this fun episode with extra sound effects happen every three months or so, we all hope that you'll give us a review. Drop us a review on iTunes. Throw us some stars. Let us know how we're doing. We read every comment. In the meantime, may all your market caps rise, and may you get to know them better as you age. Fool on. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Learn more about Rule Breaker Investing at rbi.fool.com.